All right, welcome back in to the Tide Talk podcast presented by TideTalkSports.com. Stacy Blackwood here, and we are joined once again by Ricky Green. Uh, Ricky, it's a big day, National Signing Day. You know, this used to kind of be like, you know, Christmas in February until the early signing period started back in 2017, but still a big day. A couple guys on the radar for Alabama today. One of them is already signed, and Kamar Wheaton still waiting on the uh, the announcement for Terry and Arnold. But Ricky, how's it going today, buddy? And uh, just kind of talk about what's happened so far for this class. You know how I am, Stacy Blackwood. I'm just cool as creek water. Uh, and you're right. It did used to kind of be uh, Christmas in February, if you will. Um, kind of changed a little bit. Seems like the dynamic of the whole deal has changed with the the advent of the early signing period. Uh, Alabama had its class nearly wrapped up at that point uh, back in December. Here we are, February 3rd, National Signing Day. Um, the Kamara Wheaton uh, recruitment got a little hairy the last week, week and a half or so, with DeMarco Murray, the running back coach at Oklahoma, making a really, really strong push uh, to flip Kamar. But Robert Gillespie, the new running backs coach uh, for Alabama, uh, really just locked that whole deal up and did an incredible job coming in and realizing immediately that the most pressing need for him was to secure that signature from Kamar Wheaton. And he did exactly that. Uh, another incredibly elite running back joining the stable down in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, kind of staying with that point. The running back room is loaded right now. Uh, I mean, you talk about Kamar Wheaton. We saw what Jason McClellan is uh, is capable of doing. You know, he had that long touchdown run against Arkansas. Uh, we, we know what Roydell Williams can be, kind of that thumper. Of course, B-Rob is still in town. Uh, Keelan Robinson's going to be back. Just a, just a lot of running backs down there, and there's only one football. So, you know, how do you think Kamar Wheaton fits in down there in Tuscaloosa? Well – in talking to some of the other analysts and, and people that I've spoken with that really um, dive into these guys as players and talk specifically about what makes them elite at their position, uh, Kamar is one of those rare running backs coming out of high school that really legitimately has everything you look for. He can run over you. He can run away from you. He can uh, block already coming out of high school in passing situations. So he's really just kind of a more complete back at this stage than what we typically see coming out of the high school ranks. Um, he earned that five-star ranking. And to me, he's one of the top two or three running backs in the entire nation for this cycle. And I think that he'll come in um, to a loaded running back room but the fact that he did commit and come into that room tells me all I need to know about the young man's character. Um, his work ethic, I'm told, is second to none. And he's just a really good fit for Alabama, both skill set wise and intangibles wise, which is very important, uh, especially these days. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of fans were kind of talking about how, you know, even if we didn't land. Wheaton that it wouldn't that you know that really wouldn't be that big of a loss and you know I kind of disagree uh just just from what I've seen and of course it's it's high school film 
but he seems like the most naturally gifted runner uh, that that album is going to have in, in that clot or in that running back room. So I'm really excited to be able to get Kamar Wheaton. I think he is an explosive playmaker. He has the home run threat. Like you mentioned, he can, he can run you over. He's got solid size with, with the ability to add some weight in a college weight program. Uh, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield is something that Alabama will utilize. You know, we saw what Najee was able to do out of the backfield. So I really like that Alabama was able to hold on to Kamar Wheaton after that late push by DeMarco Murray and, and the Oklahoma Sooners. And, and you know, kind of moving on, the, the guy that that is left out there that announces here just in, you know, about 45 minutes or so from the time that we're recording this, uh, uh, Terry Arnold out of, out of Florida. Uh, somebody that, that you and I have talked a lot about on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, on Twitter, you know, you name it. We, we love us some Terry Arnold. Just an outstanding athlete, uh, can play corner, safety, uh, an outstanding basketball player who, all, you know, wherever he goes, he's going to be on the basketball team as well. So just talk a little bit about Terry and, Ar- Terry and Arnold, uh, how you're feeling about his recruitment at this moment, like I said, about an hour or so until he commits. Just talk a little bit about Terry and Arnold. Well, you know, you're right. You and I have went on and on and on in our discussions up until this point about Terry and Arnold. And in my opinion, uh, Terry is the most physically gifted um, defensive back in this cycle as far as just being an elite athlete is concerned. I agree. I think I agree. Um, he's got a vertical that's reminiscent of what Julio Jones used to have. He's got speed. He's got everything you look for, length, range, good hips. And you and I talked this morning, Stacy, uh, about something that I think is important in his recruitment that I haven't really heard a lot of other people talking about, and that is the position that he's going to play at the next level wherever he goes. And it sounds like, uh, just like you and I were talking about earlier today, that he'll get a shot at least initially uh, out on the boundary at corner should he choose Alabama. And I think that's a, a pretty big deal in this recruitment in and of itself. Nick Saban uh, went hands-on with this recruitment back a couple of months ago. And I don't think there's any hiding the fact that Terry and Arnold was the top target left on the board for Alabama in this 2021 class. And you just really can't say enough about the young man. The way that he went about his recruitment is night and day different than what we're seeing in most instances nowadays. Most of the time nowadays, uh, these prospects really enjoy playing the recruiting game. Tarion kept it tight-lipped, stayed focused on what he needed to do. And according to what Tarion said a couple of days ago, when he announces his commitment right here in about an hour, that will be the first time that anybody on any coaching staff learns where he intends to play his college football so hats off to Terry and for kind of doing it the right way, really the way that it was done several classes ago before we started to see things change amongst these prospects and their families. And just a guy that I'm really excited about. I'm not going to sit here and, and flex at all. I really hope the guy chooses Alabama and can come in and compete uh, and kind of do the iron sharpens iron thing with some of the guys that we have returning Malachi Moore. 
uh, Brian Branch and some of those other incredible defensive backs that are already in Tuscaloosa, Terry and Arnold would definitely be a welcomed addition to that in football and in basketball. Can you imagine a backcourt a year or two from now for Nate Oates that has the Quincy McKinstry and Terry and Arnold? Uh, that would be pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's no denying that. And, and I'm sure that Nate Oates is excited to be able to have these these guys on his roster without it taking up a scholarship. So uh, it's a win-win for, for the football team and for the basketball team. Uh, you know, you, you talked a lot about Terry and, and his the way he has handled this, this process, the recruiting process. And, you know, I can't imagine how uh, hectic and, uh, you know, kind of nerve-wracking it must be to, to be a, a top-level recruit. You know, you get all this publicity and – you know, everybody's asking you all these questions, and uh, I'm sure it's been tough to keep everything bottled up, but he has done a great job. Like you mentioned, he's handled this, handled this the right way, and, and I'll be saying that if he doesn't choose Alabama, if he chooses Florida or, or somebody else. But, you know, like you mentioned, we both feel, you know, from what we've been told, that, you know, we feel pretty confident that he, he's going to pick Alabama. Uh, but, you know, We've talked several times. These are these are 17, 18-year-old kids, and, you know, their their mind can change in, uh, you know, a split second. So, you know, like we said, we're not going to flex on where we think he's going. We just kind of give you the information that we have and uh, tell you how we feel. It's We don't have – we don't know what Terrian's going to do because, you know, right now he may not know. So, uh, we're just looking forward to his announcement here in about an hour or so. And, you know, Ricky, just kind of before we wind things down, I want to talk a little bit about the, the class that's already signed. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, most of them were signed, you know, back in December on the early signing period. Uh, just your overall thoughts of the class, maybe, maybe a guy on the offensive side of the ball and a guy on the defensive side of the ball that you think can make an early impact. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny sitting here and thinking about all of it. You would think that as Nick Saban continued to age and continued to get deeper into his tenure, that at some point you might see things start to slide the other way. But it's almost like a, a bottle of fine wine. It just keeps getting better the longer it sits around. It's incredible uh, the amount of talent that he's been able to accumulate in this 2021 class. And I think uh, you and I had talked couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how our lowest ranked recruit in the class was the Gatorade player of the year in the state of South Carolina. That's pretty elite, man, when you're talking about top to bottom depth and talent in a class. And if I had to just pick one prospect on both sides of the ball, I'm going to go a little bit different route here. I am, while I'm very hopeful that Bryce Young is the successor uh, to Mac Jones and is able to have a stellar career. I, as an Alabama fan, know that we have to be ready for any situation, whether it be COVID-related, somebody can't go, or whatever could come up. So offensively, I'm looking at Jalen Milrow um, that's going to join that quarterback room, one of the best dual-threat guys in the country, um, really reminiscent of Jalen Hurts, but I believe he is further along as a passer at this point in his development than Hertz was at the same stage. And then defensively, uh, goodness gracious, just pick a five-star and uh, 
and we'll roll with that. We have stacked it up in this class, no doubt. Yeah, that the Milrow thing, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> we talk every day, but your the Milrow pick is really surprising. But but like you mentioned, the quarterbacks take a lot of hits. A guy like Bryce Young is going to take a lot of hits, uh, just, you know, the way he plays. So uh, that Milrow is going to have to be ready. Of course, Paul Tyson's down there right now, but – uh, that that's a that's a pretty interesting pick, and and I like Milrow. I, I think he's he's slightly underrated in my opinion, but it, it, I'm I'm kind of gonna give you mine. Uh, of course, everybody talks about the Brockermeyer brothers and J.C. Latham, but I really believe that J.C. Latham could come in and, and play. Maybe not at tackle, but maybe at possibly at guard, kind of like Evan Neal did uh, when he first got to Alabama, and you know we'll probably see him slide out to left tackle this fall. But I look at a guy like J.C. Latham, uh, he just screams, you know, Pro Bowl left tackle for 10 years in the NFL. So uh, I'm looking at that guy. He's kind of the obvious choice there. Uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I, I'm with you. It, it, it's tough to kind of to kind of pick a guy because there's so many. But I, I could see somebody like a Monkel Goodwine kind of slipping in there and, and getting some playing time early and, and making an impact. I, I like his game. Uh, he's got solid size for the defensive line. And, of course, he, he's an early enrollee too. So he's already working on his body and, you know, improving that. So I, I look at a guy like Goodwine to maybe make an impact early for the Tide. Yeah, and I like that pick uh, there with Monkel Goodwine. And I'll tell you why. Uh, prior to D.J. Dale's freshman season, Nobody was talking about DJ Dale. You heard it. You saw it. Everybody was excited about Christian Barmore and other guys that were coming in. Lo and behold, DJ Dale enrolls early, goes to work, and nails down a starting spot year one on that defensive line. And I could see something very similar happening here uh, with Monkel Goodwine. He's just got, for lack of a better word, a level of dog in him um, that you don't see in every defensive lineman. It just looks like he has bad intentions when he plays on that defensive line. Somebody I'm definitely excited about. And then your offensive line pick with J.C. Latham. If we weren't living in the COVID age that we're living in, I probably wouldn't have went quarterback. And I just about would bet you that it would have been J.C. Latham for yeah. me as well. You get your best five on the field regardless of where that puts them. And I think he may be one of those best five uh, coming up. Regardless, though, you know Coach Marone, our new uh, offensive line coach, has got to be very, very happy about the guys that he has on campus already, those that are set to join soon. And uh, I could say the same about our coaches on the defensive side of the ball as well. Just a great situation for those guys. And I'm really looking forward to seeing – uh, how they can develop this young talent that's coming in for the University of Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Saban is like a fine wine. He just gets better over time. The, this recruiting class is, is you know, like we've talked about before, the, the highest rated class as far as composite rating go uh, all time. So just – I've kind of run out of adjectives to describe this class and what Saban has been able to do and – you know, everybody was panicking when when Sark and Flood and all those guys were leaving. But, you know, what did Saban do? He just brought two former NFL coaches in to be the, the OC and the offensive line coach and then elite recruiters and coaches to, 
to take over as the running back position coach and the special teams coordinator. So just just unbelievable hires by Coach Saban. He's, you know, we've said it a thousand times. Everybody's playing checkers and he's playing chess, and that's just the the fact of the matter. And uh, you know, he just he just keeps going, and there's really no end in sight, which we're thankful for. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I know I, for one, am nowhere near ready to see the end of this great era at the University of Alabama. And it is hard to continue to come up with adjectives to describe the level of success that we're seeing uh, at the capstone. I know a couple of episodes back, I believe some of my roosters made an audio (laughs) appearance uh, in our Todd Talk podcast we were recording. I don't own a goat, but I might go get one in honor of this recruiting class. (laughs) <laughs> That's a good idea. Ricky, I really appreciate you taking time on National Signing Day to uh, to spend with me here on the podcast. Uh, let everybody know how they can follow you on social media and, and about the YouTube channel. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at BamaRLG. I uh, cover recruiting for Tide Talk Sports along with Corey Dees, one of our newer additions to the team. And uh, we have the YouTube channel, the Alabama Football News and Rumors channel. Uh, We have a partnership with Chat Sports there. Channel's growing. And we've got a lot of really exciting stuff coming up on that YouTube channel. People are definitely not going to want to miss out. We've added a brand new team member, just really kind of made it official today. So we've got some big time stuff in store. We're going to do some live videos, set up a call-in show where people can actually call in and discuss Alabama athletics with us. And we're really looking forward to all that, no doubt. All right, Ricky. I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, Before we let everybody go, uh, make sure you do follow Ricky at Bama RLG. You can follow me on Twitter at Blackwood89. And you can follow Tide Talk Sports on Twitter at Tide Talk Sports. Uh, We're we're currently uh, under construction on our website, TideTalkSports.com, but still head over there and see the progress that 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 is making. And uh, we certainly appreciate the efforts of those involved in getting that taken care of. And uh, just make sure that you stay tuned to, to Tide Talk Sports. We're growing, uh, and it's it's been a lot of fun to do this. And, you know, we're really excited about the future of Tide Talk Sports. But until we talk to you all again next time, roll Tide. Roll Tide.